Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. We have a great show lined up for you this time. I have a story to tell, some music to play, stuff like that. Now seems like as good a time as any to mention we're on Twitter and Instagram at Ragbag Presents. It's a token social media presence and it's pretty meaningless. This show, on the other hand, this is the good stuff. Stick around. Now, if you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, you'll know that I have been attempting to reinvent myself as a controversial figure in the podcasting world. Well, needless to say, my harebrained scheme has backfired on me once again. All I wanted to do was make some kind of outrageous statement and then formally apologise for it in a manner that attracts a lot of people's attention and therefore I'm in a situation where I don't have to pay for advertising. It's kind of an exercise in frugality, really. It just goes to show how completely out of my depth I am. I suggested last week that every single human being on the planet should be immediately killed. I thought that would get a few people's blood boiling. At the very least, I'd have expected a few death threats. And then at least I could have turned around to those people and said, Ah, so you agree with me? But no, no one was offended by what I said. As a matter of fact, I've been inundated with messages of support. Too many of them to read out here, but just to pluck a few out of the hat. Stacy says, You're totally right, Frank. The only way to properly combat the climate emergency is to wipe out the human race. Hashtag Vogon Constructor Fleet. <laughs> That's a great hashtag, I have to say. I hope it catches on. Another listener agrees with me so much that he started his own petition for the destruction of the human race, if you can believe that. Someone else says, Thank you for having the guts to say what these whining politicians won't. You, Frank Burton, deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. Although, once your scheme is implemented, they'll have to reward it posthumously, eh? <laughs> yes, uh, nice one, whoever you are, but allow me to say this. I don't actually think the whole of humanity should be wiped out. I was trying to be offensive and then apologise for being offensive in a desperate attempt to bring in more listeners. I don't know why I bothered in the first place. I don't really care if anyone's listening or not. Largely, this is an elaborate exercise in talking to myself. You guys just happen to be listening to it. You see a man talking to himself and you call him crazy. Put a microphone in his hand and you call him a podcaster. <laughs> Let's have a tune.
Jason minus the Argonauts has been in touch. He says, if it's okay with you, I'd like you to announce me as Jason minus the Argonauts and then do that cute thing of yours where you say, which I suspect is not your real name. Uh, okay. Jason minus the Argonauts, which I suspect is not your real name, has been in touch. Jason says, I enjoyed it when you used to pretend that the film director Tim Burton is your brother. Maybe you should start doing that again. That was fun. It's funny you should say that, Jason. I don't understand what you're saying. Tim Burton is my actual biological brother. Not that you would know that from his official biography, like Wikipedia doesn't mention it, for example. We're estranged, you see, but also we're still kind of in touch with each other sometimes. We are brothers, after all. Another thing you'll discover from looking up my brother Tim online is that he has different parents to me. There's no denying that. Everyone who's read my book, Everything I Am, will know that my father's name is Frank Burton Sr. and he looks very much like me, so there's never been any question of my biological parentage. Myself and the film director Tim Burton have different biological parents. That's what I'm trying to say. But also, and this is the weird thing, also, he actually is my biological brother. I'm not making this up, or maybe I'm making a statement here about genetics and aren't we all brothers and sisters, really? I'm a brother to everyone listening, regardless of where you're from in the world, ethnicity, all of that, nationality. I'm your brother. But I'm just that tiny bit, slightly extra bit of a brother to the film director, Tim Burton. I think I've made my point very clearly here, everyone, so... When you hear me call the film director Tim Burton my brother, you'll know exactly what I mean, right? You know, I don't usually talk about this, but I had a career of my own in Hollywood, California a few years back. I mean, I worked in the film industry. I wasn't, you know, not that there's anything wrong with working in Starbucks in Hollywood, California. Welcome to Starbucks, Hollywood, California. Can I take your order, please? You see, I'm versatile. I could do that too. But no, I was executive producer on a film called... Oh, I always want to call it Mary Poppins 2. I don't think they called it that in the end. I was like, call it Mary Poppins 2. What's your beef with saying 2 all of a sudden? It was all the rage a few years back. Someone else wanted to call it Mary Pops In. Mary Pops In. I think they called it Mary Poppins Comes Back in the end or something like that. I hadn't seen that many films, so I was a little bit lost working in that industry. But I had seen the original Mary Poppins as a child. And I have to say, I loved it. Must have seen it a hundred times. I'm not saying I liked the film. I'm not recommending it to you. That would be unnecessary, wouldn't it? Hey, listeners, you know what I recommend? Chocolate and the smell of freshly cut grass. The most memorable scene for me is where the two kids are complaining about their dad's attitude and Bert, the chimney sweep, well, he's a chimney sweep that day because he's got a different job every day, isn't he, right? He's freelance. He's a freelance chimney sweep. Bert, the chimney sweep, sits the kids down and he says, you know what, think about it from your dad's point of view. You two have got all sorts of people looking after you. You've got your mother, you've got your Mary Poppins. Who looks after your dad? No one. I kept coming back to that line as a kid. I kept thinking about it. 
in relation to my own father. He was looking after him, and he was looking after my brother, Tim. He was a good few years older than me. He already had a career in Hollywood, California, by that point. So far away from his family. He was looking after Tim, all the way over there. You'll notice I didn't do the voice there for the chimney sweep. You know that stupid voice he does. <laughs> you, you Americans, you know about this, right? You can be forgiven for not being familiar with the intricacies of the English accent. Just so you know, in this country, that is what the film is famous for. You mention the words Mary Poppins to pretty much any English person. The first thing they'll do is go, Oh, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. That's them doing the stupid voice, right? Look, in case none of you know what the hell I'm talking about, an American actor, Dick Van Dyke, was hired to play an English character, and sure, it was a lovable and charming performance, but he got the accent so completely wrong, people can't help doing their own little parody of it when it comes up in conversation. Anyway, a few years ago, I was out of work, struggling for money, I wouldn't usually have considered this, but I gave Tim a call. I said, I was wondering if you could spare a few quid, call it a loan. He said, sure, Frank, how much? I said, I don't know. I don't know when I can pay it back. I don't have a job right now, hence me calling you in the first place. Oh, if you're looking for work, he said, you've come to the right man. I'm sure I owe you a few favours. Why? I said, because you're my brother, he said. And I've never really done anything for you. I've never done anything for you, I pointed out, so that makes us even. I'm your older brother, he said. That changes things. I almost feel a parental responsibility since Dad disappeared. Yeah, he's referring to Frank Burton Sr.'s disappearance there. I realise he has a different father, which a simple investigation using a search engine of your choice will confirm, but perhaps... He also thinks of my dad as his dad too, because we're brothers and everything. This is confusing, isn't it? He said, I'm in talks with Disney at the moment. They're remaking Dumbo, and I'm potentially the director. They have another project on the go. It's a Mary Poppins sequel. You like the sound of that? Do they have anything that isn't a remake or a sequel? I said. I don't even approve of adaptations. It's original screenplay or nothing as far as I'm concerned. That's the business, he said. Welcome to Hollywood. Hang on, I'm not even there yet, I said. What's the job anyway? I will personally recommend you for executive producer. OK, what, what does an executive producer do? He laughed. <laughs> nothing he declared. Go to a few meetings and sound enthusiastic, say a few creative things, take your paycheck and leave. Do you think you can do that? It does sound easy, I said. And so I got on a plane to Hollywood, California. Disney agreed to take me on as executive producer for the Mary Poppins sequel. I went to a few meetings. I sounded enthusiastic. I said some creative things. Then someone showed me the newest version of the script. There was a lovable Cockney type. He was a kind of a proxy for the Dick Van Dyke character. They said, instead of making him a chimney sweep, we've made him a lamp lighter. What do you think of that, Frank? I said, well, first of all, Bert was not, strictly speaking, a chimney sweep. He was freelance. He had a different job every day of the week. 
That's fine, they said. This is a different character. He only has one job. He's a lamplighter. But he's related to Bert in some kind of way, just to give it that sense of connection. I'd already highlighted that particular glaring error from the script where Jack the Lamplighter says, Last time I saw you, Mary Poppins, I was apprenticed to a chimney sweep. What's your problem with that line, they said. I said, I'm sorry to keep pointing this out, but he wasn't a chimney sweep. He was freelance. Why would a freelancer with several completely different jobs hire an apprentice? It's not a financially sound prospect. And even if he did hire an apprentice, that apprentice would not then describe himself as apprentice to a chimney sweep. He'd call himself apprentice to a freelance chimney sweep slash kite seller slash pavement artist slash one-man band. What would an apprentice to a one-man band do anyway? The clue is in the name. He doesn't need any help. What would he do? Stand beside him playing the triangle? It's only one line, they said. We'll take that to the writer's room. They'll have a look at that. I'd appreciate that, I said. It's not really a big deal. I know I'm nitpicking here. I mean, as long as you hire an actual English actor to play him this time, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's the important thing, yeah? The room went quiet. What? I said. We do have one particular actor in mind, they said. Well, take your pick, really, I said. I mean, there are so many English actors over here right now. We're virtually a majority. The room went quiet again. What? I said. You're not telling me you're casting an American again. You know what English people say when you mention Mary Poppins? The first words that come out of their mouths are, Oh, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. I don't get it, someone said. That's me doing a bad English accent, I explained. Oh, they said. Well, our guy can do a great English accent. I would very much like to hear it. Let's put it this way, Frank, they said. Do you like Hamilton, the musical? Yeah, I said. Why are you saying it like that, they said. Sorry, I said. It's just one of those questions like, do you like rainbows or sunsets or your own personal favourite thing? So you like it then? Yes, I said. I like it. Wonderful news, they said. In that case, you'll love the fact that we're casting Lin-Manuel Miranda as Jack the Lamplighter. Absolutely not, I said. This is going to end in total disaster. No offence to Mr Hamilton. He's great at what he does. He can't play this part. It's too much pressure for one man to cope with. Why not just use a real English person? You've got tons of them here just lounging around in the street outside probably, waiting for the phone to ring. Cast one of them. It's too late, Frank. The deal's been signed. It's not your call, I'm afraid. It's not our call either. We have a very good casting director. I'm out, I said. I can't work on this project anymore. Really? Over that? It's damage limitation, I said. Because of this one seemingly harmless decision, this whole project will be a byword for disaster. It's like you've built an identical ship to the Titanic and you've crashed it into the exact same iceberg. Well... 
they said. We're sorry to see you go. You do realise that if you end your contract now, you won't be paid. And you certainly won't be credited. That's the whole point, I said. I don't want to be credited on this rotten turkey. So that's what happened. You'll notice if you look the film up on IMDb, my name is not included in the executive producer credits. The other thing you'll notice if you look that film up is, um, <laughs> I was wrong. It was a big hit. Everyone seemed to love it. Kids who'd never seen the first one loved it. Grown-ups like myself have been enthralled by the original, loved it. I couldn't bring myself to go out and watch it myself at the cinema. I was back in England by that point, working for a famous coffee chain. It's funny how these things work out, isn't it? I have seen the film, though. Yeah. Downloaded it a while ago. I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Until the moment that Jack the Lamplighter opened his mouth and said, Ooh, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins, Mary I haven't seen you since I was apprenticed to a Tinfoil, Who that's all I 
Kenobi say man who fits bet well I'm the king of my street I just be trendy so that's all this always trust with the beat All the campers they know all the busting up the on heat I'm gonna claim my pay and very soon I'm out with my lead I'm gonna rush to pass I'm gonna murder lines I'm gonna move on to some very crazy heights I think I believe it because I can see it They're not talking to me because I'm a baby The only way you're gonna get there Just take control of your life. I wish you to do Don't let anybody yeah, push you down. Yeah. Gun out to the world. Control. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take control. Thank you for listening. Check out my website, frankburton.co.uk. That has all the details of the three books that are currently commercially available, soon to be four. The three that are available now are A History of Sarcasm, 100 and Everything I Am. Fourth one, which will be out very soon, is called Getting Away With It. And I suggest you check them all out before the world explodes. Twitter and Instagram handles are at Ragbag Presents. I remembered it that time. Go on there if you want to. If you don't, it doesn't really matter. I'll see you all very soon.